and welcome to this edition of the Golden Nugget. I am your host, as always, Rob Gold, with episode 13 of Football and Wrestling Chat. So this week, as I say, as always, we will be kicking off with the results from last week's, well, the weekend gone, should I say, fixtures. And we will go through some of the talking points during that those matches so kicking things off with the first match which was Fulham versus Manchester United which finished with an away win for Manchester United I had that game down as a home win thinking that United's form would not be great and with Fulham at home you would have thought they would have done a bit better they did hold them out till you know a few minutes you know prior to stoppage time and United got the winner. Uh, Brentford versus West Ham. I honestly thought this was going to finish a draw, but Brentford did get the victory, um, which I now predicted a draw, um, but it was a home win for Brentford. Burnley versus, versus Crystal Palace. So I had this one down for a draw, but it could have went either way, and it did. It went the way of Crystal Palace away to Burnley, which was a big win for Palace. But Burnley, again, another defeat for them. Um, it's looking really, really dangerous for them this season. Everton versus Brighton had this one down for a home win, but this one finished a draw. Um, Manchester City against Bournemouth, again, had this one down for a home win. Um, again, Manchester City did pick up the win against Bournemouth pretty com comfortably in the end. Um, Sheffield United versus Wolves. I had this one down for an away win, but actually Sheffield United actually got the win versus Wolves, which was a surprise to many. Um, Newcastle versus Arsenal. I had this one down for a draw. This one was going to be a close game. A very controversial goal from many aspects um, with the potential of a foul, a close call for an offside, and also the ball potentially going out of play as the corner was delivered in but none of them were overturned by VAR and Anthony Gordon's goal for Newcastle stood and gave Newcastle the victory over Arsenal and then we have Nottingham Forest against Aston Villa I had this match down as a draw Villa had been playing well yes Villa's home record has been phenomenal this season but on the road this season against Nottingham Forest they came up just short with Forrest picking up the win. Luton Town versus Liverpool. Again, I had this one down as a Liverpool win, but this one ended up a draw, which surprised many. Um, obviously, Luton Town, as I say, fighting for their lives against, against a team like Liverpool. Liverpool did have their chances, but just couldn't take them. And as I say, it had to come from that man, Luis Diaz to rescue Liverpool once again and considering the circumstances that Luis Diaz has been under with his family and stuff recently um, everyone you know as I say was just over the moon for him and not that he was able to pull up and produce the equaliser and even some of the Luton players even at the end went over to him and condoled you know sent their their thoughts and prayers with them and things like that for from what happened because things like that it's it's reasons like that sometimes it's it's more than just football you know and then we move on to Spurs versus Chelsea again I had this down as a draw thinking the game was going to be a lot closer so it started off with Spurs with Spurs with getting getting the first goal again with a deflected goal and then Spurs just capitulated and had two players sent off so one of their players could have maybe gone a lot earlier um but didn't only received a yellow card which was strange because it was an it was a really really risky tackle two feet off the ground normally in the modern day era it's a straight red straight red for dangerous play but bar never never even overturned it they basically didn't see enough in it that it was a red card for some weird reason, given a yellow card. But then, as I say, later on in the game, the, that same player was sent off. And as I say, Chelsea got did get an equaliser in when they were the, whenever they were down 
whenever Spurs were down to 10 men. Then Chelsea then Spurs ended up having another player sent off, um, which reduced them to down to nine men, and Chelsea just were able to hit them where it hurt. And Jackson was the hero, Hattrick hero, um, in that game, scoring three goals. Um, and obviously the score finished Chelsea four, Spurs one at Spurs. So that does conclude the fixtures of predictions from the weekend's matches. So going in, so obviously with those fixtures, I scored a mediocre one out of ten for predictions. It was it should have been a lot easier for some of those matches. Um, because obviously with form, but again, this is football, this is the Premier League, this is what we love about the, the division, that it's not exactly a walk in the park for anyone. Um, as that was quite easy to see. Um, so I will be going through my predictions for this coming weekend's league fixtures in the Premier League. So I will I'm just going to write them down here also. So so fixtures for week com, weekend commencing, which would be to so today's seven. Which would be Saturday the eleventh. So first you've got Wolves versus Spurs. This is the Saturday matches. Arsenal versus Burnley. Crystal Palace. Versus Everton, Manchester United versus Luton Town, Bournemouth versus Newcastle, they're all Saturday fixtures. Then we move on to Sunday's fixtures, which happen to be Aston Villa at home to Fulham. We've got Brighton versus Sheffield United. Liverpool versus Brentford. West Ham versus Forest. There mustn't be any Monday matches because Chelsea, who beat Spurs, take on Manchester City at Stamford Bridge. So, there's no Monday fixtures, just Saturday and Sunday. So, predictions for this one. So, again, as I say, very interesting set of fixtures. But my prediction for this one for this week so Wolves against Spurs normally I would have taken Spurs with being a form team but now the fact they've had two players sent off who will be missing for the trip to Molyneux this is a hard one to call because Wolves play well at home but their form can be very inconsistent so I'm going to go for a draw but I wouldn't be surprised if Wolves sneaked a win Arsenal against Burnley. Honestly, I can only see one winner in this one, which is Arsenal. Crystal Palace versus Everton. Again, a really tough one to call, but Everton's form, they're starting to play a bit better, starting to get the results. I know this is up against Brighton at the weekend at home, 
but I can see Everton taking something from this game. But it's going to be a sucker punch, I think, more than an actual, like, you know, possession win. So I think this could be an Everton away win. But I would only see it being by the one goal. Manchester United versus Luton. This is really tough to call. I'm not going to lie. I would have thought home banker, surely, Manchester United against Luton. But the fact that Luton fought so hard against Liverpool there on Sunday, and that um, also with Manchester United, they also actually play, I think, in the Champions League too this week, this week too. And that, which they do, and they play on Wednesday. So the fact that they play on Wednesday and then they play on Saturday, it could play into Luton's hands a bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, as I say, I think United still have enough in the tank. But because of the fact that they play at 3 o'clock, um, you've only got Thursday, Friday to recuperate, then you play, and then you've got the match on Saturday. United should have enough to do it. But Luton, again, fighting for everything that they can. I can see it being a scrappy affair. United are odds on favourite to win this game, but I'm going to go for a draw. It's likely, more likely going to be a home win, but a draw, I think, could be... It could, it could be on the cards. It's one of those games where you could find a Luton keeper who's on form, Luton don't make a mistake, and United just can't find the goals to come by. Now, Bournemouth against Newcastle, again, this is one where... You know, Newcastle's form right now, they're on a high from beating Arsenal, beating, giving Arsenal their, you know, their first defeat of the season, um, you know, sort of thing. So, sort of having that um, is an interesting um, concept now. So, with that in mind, I still think Newcastle would have enough. So, I am going to predict a Newcastle away win. Then we have Aston Villa versus Fulham. Again, Villa's home form this season has been very, very impressive. Fulham, very inconsistent, um, but Aston Villa seemed to find goals at home to come by quite easily. So I'm going to go for a home win for that one. Brighton against Sheffield United. Sheffield United will be bouncing after their, week, their weekend's win. And that which was a very surprising uh, result to many. Uh, maybe not as much to, to them as, as not because they have been kind of edging towards towards you know getting uh, points on the board. But this one against Wolves, as I say, it would have dented Wolves' uh, morale a wee bit. But it was a morale-boosting win for Sheffield United. But this one against Brighton, Brighton at, at the Amex Stadium, and that I think Brighton will just have enough, even though they've still got players, some players injured. I still think Brighton would have enough to do it against Sheffield United. Liverpool against Brentford. Again, this one, I would normally go straight forward for a Liverpool win here. Brentford haven't been the same team that they were last season. Liverpool at home, as I say, they have, now they haven't been inconsistent at home, which, is, which has been good for them. But I just feel that sometimes, you know, as I say, obviously the, the result against Luton might be in their mind a bit from the weekend. They'll want to put that to rest against Brentford today. Well, not today, but at the weekend, should I say. Which I think they will do. I think they've haven't. they got enough in their midfield ranks and their forward ranks to get goals in them. It's just about their back line. Can they contain Brentford's forward line? I think they will because I don't think Brentford will exactly, you know, go like for like. I don't think they'll set up like with a 4 4 2 or anything like that. As I say, I think Liverpool will adjust. Now, it could be one where it could be edged by like a nervy, a nervy 1 or 2 0, but I think Liverpool have enough to really press Brentford in this match. So it could be one where it's either a nervy 2 0, or it could be one where it could be 4 1 5 1, that kind of scoreline. You just don't know sometimes which Liverpool's going to turn up and that whether they're going to be the rampant Reds or whether they're going to be, you know, kind of laid back and, you know, just be patient and then build 
and work on the outfield attacks from that. West Ham against Forest, a very, very intriguing match. West Ham's form, not so great. Um, as I say, obviously, they got beat by Brentford at the weekend, at Brentford. Forest, obviously, with a big winner of their own. Um, and that over... Um, or sorry, Forest with a big winner over there of their own, and that on Sunday, and that against uh, Aston Villa. So this, with that, with that been, being in mind, the Forest against Villa match, and with West Ham getting beat against Brentford, it's one of those ones where it could go either way. It's going to go, do you know what I mean? So you could say it could go for a West Ham win, or it could be a draw. You know, I can't, I, can, I can't honestly see Forest going all out, trying, to, trying for the win. It's they could be, don't get me wrong, they could, but I just don't feel that they would feel confident enough to take all three points. They could sucker punch West Ham and get them on the break, and that's where they would get their goals from. But I just think West Ham aren't that type of team where they're easily broken down by a team of Forest's uh, squad. But who knows? This is Premier League. This is what we love, you know, the inconsistency of some big teams, some big matches and things like that. This is what we love. We love that. So talking about big teams, big matches, we end Sunday evening's fixture list with, I would say, probably one of the clashes of the weekend is Chelsea versus Manchester City at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea after their rampant performance against Spurs, albeit, yes, Spurs were down to nine men and that, that is fine. Back to Chelsea, went on to win the game, and that uh, 4-1 comfortably. It's a big performance by Mauricio Pochettino's men against Spurs. That being said, Pochettino against Pep Guardiola. It's, it's so close to call. Man City, they're starting to find their rhythm a bit, albeit they played Bournemouth. And that so at home so you kind of expect some sort of a scoreline like that but against Chelsea you're not exactly going to expect the likes of a 4-0 or a 5-0 this one's either it's going to be going to be it's going to be a closer affair so it could be like a 1-0 to Man City or a 2-1 or something like that but it could easily be a draw because none of these teams will want to lose ground Man City are, are leading the table at the, at the moment but Chelsea, if Chelsea pick up a big victory here, and that over, um, if Chelsea picked up a big victory over Man City, that would put them on to 18 points. Now, that keeps, still keeps them out of the top six, but it puts them closer to that touching distance of maybe fighting for a European place because Chelsea have lost, that poor start in the season has cost them dearly. But that being said, if Chelsea slip up, or sorry, if Man City slip up, that leaves the door wide open for the likes of Spurs or Liverpool and even Arsenal to basically take take on that. Because you've got three, you've got Spurs sitting on 26 points, Liverpool on 24 and Arsenal on 24. Liverpool's goals difference and Arsenal's goals difference is, is matching. But I think Liverpool have scored more than Arsenal, and that's why they're ahead. Whereas with Spurs, obviously getting beat, getting beat there on on Monday against Chelsea, that will that's not that might knock their confidence back a bit as well. So that's why the Wolves against Spurs match is a really big test for them, and that on the Saturday match. But it's can the rest of the chasing pack keep up with Man City? And that because Man City have got a goal difference of twenty at the moment, um, plus twenty. Uh, Liverpool plus fourteen, Arsenal plus fourteen, um, identical records um, in the division. Liverpool and Arsenal, Spurs obviously picked up. Obviously they've got eight wins, two draws, one loss. Liverpool and Arsenal both on seven wins, three draws, and one loss each. Obviously Liverpool's was the controversial one, and Arsenal's was controversial as well because it was again because obviously with the goal. You know the ball. Whether it did it, did it go out? Did it not? Was it oh, the whole curvature of the ball? Did it? 
not go out altogether. It's so hard to call those ones because you can't. Obviously, the naked eye can't, but obviously, with VAR, it's really hard to check whether that ball went out of play or not. It's really hard, but because it was, the whole ball has to be able to lie. But going back to the Chelsea Man City match, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a Chelsea win because Chelsea, I feel, are the underdogs in this match. The home crowd will be behind them because of the result they, get, they got against Spurs. That, that result will give them confidence going into this match, knowing that they're up against City. If they can go at City, then you will be in for a good City will be in for a good game. And so will the fans as well. Because if Chelsea get the first goal, that will make things interesting for City. Because yes, we know City can score. But City, as I say, you think of it. They haven't had De Bruyne for half for, for most of the season so far, and yet they're sitting top. We would see a couple of seasons ago, we wouldn't be saying this about about De Bruyne, you know, missing from the City team. You know, City probably would have been about probably about ten points less off if you know about two or three seasons ago, if De Bruyne was still out. Do you know what I mean? So it's getting to that stage where you know the likes of. Uh, Oh, the, the Argentine fella that plays for Man City in the midfield and that who basically has been one of their star performers this season so far. And that um, obviously buoyed by when, you know, the World Cup and things like that and stuff like that with Argentina and that from the previous season and things like that. So to go on from, you know, from that to go into, you know, this current season on that kind of form as well and, that obviously, and then obviously picking up all four Trophy, or sorry, you know, getting the travel uh, last season with when you know the league, the Champions League, and the FA Cup and things like that. Uh, so yeah, so but I think I do think Chelsea can do it against Man City, and that's the result I'm going for is a Chelsea win. So that does conclude the fixture list and prediction list for this weekend's coming this weekend coming action. Um, so I will go into and delve into some wrestling related material so we are going to kick things off with the preview sorry not the preview the review of we crown jewel which happened as i say this past saturday so for those who don't know the results and things like that so i will go over with them briefly so the, the match card as i say with the first match of the night was for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which was defended by Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Then we had the Women's World Championship match between Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, Zoe Stark, uh, Shayna Baszler, Oh yes, Rodriguez, um, Raquel Rodriguez. And then we had the United States Championship between Rey Mysterio and the Maverick Logan Paul. Then we had Solo Sokoa versus John Cena. Then the WWE Women's Championship match between Io Sky against Bianca Belair. Then we had Cody Rhodes against Damian Priest. Then we also had the undisputed WWE Championship match between Roman Reigns against L A night, yeah. So to kick things off, as I say, with the review of the matches. So Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre kicked things off with Crown Jewel, and it was a blast of a match. Also, now when I say kick on things off, we did have a pre-kickoff match, which was between Sami Zayn and JD McDonough as well. Um. But as, so as I say, we have. But then we have the World Championship match: Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Um, again, very back and forth match, and that both of them, you know, you thought had had won it at one point. Then Drew went for the Claymore, and I missed Drew. Then hit, uh, or sorry, then Seth hit Drew with the curb stomp, and the pinfall for the victory to retain the WWE World Heavyweight championship then we moved on to the fatal five-way women's match so there was no disqualifications no count out first pinfall to finish 
So in this match, as I say, you had Rhea Ripley defending it against Nia Jax, Zoe Stark, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shayna Baszler. And it was a very, very good match. I really enjoyed this match, to be fair. Um, it's one of those ones where they can be hit and miss, some of the women's matches, but this one was a really good match. I really enjoyed this. Um, Nia Jax, I honestly thought, was going to go into favour in favour. And that, I honestly think she... As I said before, whenever I was previewing this show, that I honestly think like, Nia Jax deserves a title. I know people might have their opinions on her, but I think she she really looks good to have a belt on her and that. Um, but it wasn't to be. Um, as I say, because Mammy, Rhea Ripley, defend, successfully defended her WWE Women's World Heavyweight Championship. And... I will go into Raw as well after this. So we will have, so we do have, so we did have the WWE United States Championship match as well, which Rey Mysterio defended against Logan Paul in a really good match. Um, this one, I thought, the, the way the match went, I thought it was, like I said, it was a good match. And that you had, you know, Logan Paul almost winning at one point, Rey Mysterio almost winning at one point. Then towards the end of the match, as I say, you had, you know, sort of, it's, it's somebody trying to help out, you know, Logan Paul. But then, then you had somebody from backup from the LWO um, helping out Rey Mysterio. And then there were brass knocks involved, given to Logan Paul. And as Rey went for the 6-1-9, Logan countered it and hit him with brass knocks and suckered him into punched and pinned him one, two, three, to become the new WWE United States Champion. And that is a statement victory for Logan Paul as well. Because you think about how many, how many matches that Logan Paul's only had in the WWE and to pick up his first WWE, you know, his first WWE Championship in his first ever championship matchup. That says a lot. Actually, sorry, tell a lie. Sorry, it was a second. Because obviously he took on Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel last year. And put on a performance last year. And I think that's helped him. That match against Roman, I think it really helped him. But again, you know, kudos to Logan Paul for doing what he's doing right now. I think he will carry that United States Championship belt very, very well. And that, you know, anytime he, goes, he does a podcast or something like that, I'm sure it It'll be presented on his table or on a chairs type of thing, and that just sitting there nicely. And I think he could carry it well. Then we move on to Solo Sokoa versus John Cena. In my mind, what was an absolutely brutal match, and I don't mean bad, I mean brutal. Like it started off well for you know for Cena, both of them going out of it. We bit each other, and that and it looked as if Cena was going to get a bit of the upper hand, but then Solo Sokoa had other ideas. And as I say, John Cena, so Solo basically took it to John Cena the whole match. Um, then John Cena tried to get a bit of a sort of bit of a battle in it, you know, sort of hit him with a few moves and things like that. And that, and I thought at one stage that he was going to get there with the STF, probably STFU. Um, but Solo obviously got, got out of it. And uh, Solo Sokoa did hit John Cena with about three to four Samoan spikes, and it was the fourth one. That was to finish John Cena. But does that finish John Cena for good? Or is he, going, is he just going to be resting up for a bit now? Or will we will we hear from him? Because we, we haven't, we didn't hear from him this coming Monday night. Will we hear from him this Friday night on SmackDown? Who knows? Who knows? Then we move on to the WWE Women's Championship match between Io Sky defending her championship against Bianca Belair and again what was a really good women's match as well I really enjoyed this one Um, kind of thought like Bianca you know as I say looked as if she was too strong for Eos Sky and that but the genius of the Sky that is Eos Sky was able to get the victory but but there was a twist so in the match as Sometimes what happens with the sky is Bailey comes out and tries to help her. Did help her to a point, and then she went as if she was going to win the match on her own. 
then out of nowhere came Kyrie Sane, who we all know used to be tag team partners with Eo, and that and she came to the ring to help Eo retain the championship and went into the ring and celebrated with her with Bailey looking on in disbelief. What does that mean for damage control? What does that mean going forward for the women's champion Eo Sky? And what does it mean for Kyrie Sane? Then we move on to Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest and another back and forth kind of match as well. Um, which, like as I say, I thought was a good, a really good matchup, and which Cody Rhodes was able to hit Damian Priest with the crossroads in the end to pick up the victory. And while we mentioned about Damian Priest, there is one thing I forgot to mention at the start of the review of Crown Jewel. So as Seth Rollins defeated Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest attempted to cash in on Seth Rollins, but then out of nowhere, out of the crowd, Sami Zayn came out, attacked uh, Damian Priest, stole his money in the bank briefcase, and fled the arena. And so it was another failed attempt by Damian Priest. But how many failed attempts of briefcases are we going to have from Damian Priest now as well? You know, this is what I said before, you know, about how many times you can you can do it so many times type of thing in that where it gets a bit stale for trying to like, you know, cash it in and then doesn't cash it in. You know, so is is it all about just timing it right rather than like you know, trying to say like, oh it's gonna cash in, it's gonna cash in, it's gonna cash in, but then doesn't. And then when it, one time that he does cash in and he goes to win it, do you mean that's you know what I mean? It's better when it's a, more of a surprise. So, like, you know, if, like, you know, somebody wins a match, you think, like, oh, he's going to cash it in. Boom, comes down. So that leads into the main event of the evening in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel. And the fans were absolutely hot for this match. So it was a WWE Undisputed Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns, the defending champion, against LA Knight. Yeah. And obviously, LA Knight comes out first, Roman Reigns comes out, fans are booing Roman Reigns, fans are chanting, and then they're chanting LA Knight, they're holding up the wee yeah signs all around the arena, and the crowd were behind LA Knight the whole night, and that, and like I said, really good match, I thought the match would have went on a wee bit longer than it did, to be quite honest, I thought it should have went on a wee bit longer, but to be fair, it was a good match. Did LA Knight now obviously the result, so which we'll get into, where you know, so LA Knight, so Roman Reigns hits LA Knight with a spear, a super match combo, and it kicks out at two. Then LA Knight hits Roman Reigns with the BFT. Roman Reigns didn't kick out, but Jimmy Uso put Roman Reigns' foot on the bottom rope. So he came out of nowhere and put his foot on the bottom rope. Then, obviously, the referee had seen, obviously, his foot was on the rope. And LA Knight went out and chased Solo and got and was able to get hold of Solo, or sorry, not Solo, so Jimmy Uso. And then he puts Jimmy Uso through the table. Roman Reigns hits LA Knight with a spear through the barricade, rolls him into the ring, hits him with another spear, the referee counts one, two, three, and Roman Reigns walks out still your WWE Undisputed Universal Champion and still the longest reigning champion in the modern era of WWE. But what does this mean for LA Knight? Obviously, we know that he was cheated out of it because it looked as if he had the match won. Will he get another shot at it? Who knows? Will he have to go other ways through to get another shot? Which is could, which could happen because January is coming up very, very soon. You've got Survivor Series, which is now turned into Survivor Series War Games, which we will get into very, 
very shortly. And that because we have some information regarding that as well, which I will go over on the raw review as well. So that was the review for Crown Jewel. If I was, as I say, if I was to give it a 10, you know, as a score out of 10, overall, I would probably give the show around about an 8, if I'm honest. I thought each of the matches were very, very good in their own right. You know, the fact that Logan Paul beat Rey Mysterio, become the new United States champion. Solo Sokoa putting on a really, really good, strong performance against John Cena. Io Sky defending her championship against Bianca Belair, but with Carrie Sane returning, which I think is really, you know, and there was talk about her being, you know, being signed back up again. Um, and obviously Seth retaining the championship against Drew, what's going to happen there with Drew? And then obviously with Rhea Ripley successfully defending her championship as well, and obviously with Roman Reigns defending and the championship. And there has been a rumour that Roman Reigns will not be defending his championship for at least for the next two months, potentially. Now, whether that's on a Premier League event or whether that's anywhere, but we obviously we don't know the exact ins and outs what's going on, but that's just a rumour. Um, but I would give that um, Crown Jewel an 8 out of 10, which is quite a good rating, to be fair. So, raw review of the week. So, I just went over some of the highlights from Raw. And to be fair, there wasn't many matches as such. So, one, two, three, four, five. So, again, there was only really six matches on Raw that I was able to see from the video. So, I will go through some of the announcements first in Raw or over Raw for what's happening at Survivor Series War Games. So, we have a number one contender battle royal for the Women's Championship, which was won by Zoe Stark. She will face Rhea Ripley for the WWE Women's World Heavyweight Championship at Survivor Series War Games. Then we also have, so on Raw, we have had a tag team match between the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions, Judgment Day being Finn Balor and Damian Priest against the New Day of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, and which Finn Balor and Damian Priest picked up a win with a very good combination of the Scythe of Heaven and the Coup de Gras, uh, and picked up a win. Then we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Akira Tazawa, which was actually quite a good match. Uh, Tazawa put up a very, very good, strong performance against Shinsuke Nakamura, but it was Shinsuke that picked up the win. Then we had a match that was made um, from, Adam, from Adam Pierce between DIY, which was the team of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, versus the Creed Brothers. And this is the Creed Brothers' second Raw match, and they debuted obviously last week. And, that, and were able to pick up the, their first victory last week. They continued that um, going into that and were able to pick up a victory over the team of DIY. But with a little help, for some reason or other, by Kaiser from Imperium. So we don't know what's going on there. Are they trying to set something up, you know, against um, DIY? Or who knows what they're trying to do there. Then we had an impromptu match set up in the evening, which was for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which was made as the main event. And we'll, I will go into that very shortly. But before that, we had a number one contender match for the Intercontinental Championship. It was a fatal four-way match between Bronson Reed, Ricochet, the Miz and Ivar in a very intriguing type of a match because you've got two behemoths there in Bronson Reed and Ivar and then you've got Ricochet and the Miz as well thrown into the mix but I, I was happy at the result of this to a point I would have been happy either way I wouldn't have minded if Bronson Reed had a one I wouldn't have minded if Ricochet had a one Ivar is a bit of a tricky one because he's used to tag team, but obviously his tag team partner is out injured at the moment, um, and hopefully that hopefully he'll be back soon and things like that. 
because um, it would be nice for them to get some tag team gold and not on the Viking Raiders. But for the, for the time being, so in that match, so Bronson Reed and Ivar went for their top rope maneuvers, both on Ricochet and on The Miz. So Ivar had his move on Ricochet and Bronson Reed, no, sorry. Yes, so Bronson Reed went to hit his move on The Miz. Ivar had his move on Ricochet. Ricochet kicked up, but while Miz, so, so while he kicked up, the Miz had actually rolled up um, Bronson Reed and was able to get the pinfall. Then after the match, so the Miz with the win, then after the match, Ivar berated the Miz with an attack and hit him with a top rope um, and salt as well. And that after the match finished. Then we move into the main event which was for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship between champion Seth Rollins defending against Sami Zayn in which was a really really good back and forth match. We always love a back and forth match. Um, but this one as I say for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship a really good match. Both of them as I looking for you know you know sort of some early goings and showing respect at the start of the match and then you had you know, sort of Seth Rollins hitting some of his moves, Sami Zayn hitting some of his moves. And then after, you know, sort of the, back, the bit of back and forth, you know, it looked as if it was just going to be one way uh, with Seth Rollins, but then his back started giving away a bit and Sami Zayn, you know, sort of, you know, he got on this, he got on to that a bit and was able to, you know, sort of put pressure on it more and you could see it tell on Seth's face and that and his, and his reactions and things like that but Sami Zayn went to go for a halluva kick after hitting the the move that he does into the buckle as such with um with Seth and he went for the halluva kick missed the halluva kick and then Seth went to go for pedigree and he sort of he, 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 he went he nailed the pedigree but he kicked out it but Sami Zayn kicked out two and that and then as I say Seth was able to pick up the victory with after Kirfdamp and won the match and they both showed each other respect at the end of the match both shook hands Sami Zayn went to walk out of the ring and the next team next next thing Judgment Day all four members. Well, three, well, the three main members, like Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, along with J.D. McDonough, had all come out. Uh, basically, were attacking Sami Zayn, attacking Seth Rollins, and that. And then the next thing, Jey Uso comes out, then Cody Rhodes comes out, and then after the scuffle in the, you know, after the match finished, Adam Pearce comes out with the with the rest of the officials and announces that at Survivor Series. In just over two weeks time just over two weeks time we will have a war games match which looks as if it's going to be set between those two teams of Cody Rhodes looks as if it's going to be Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins Sami Zayn and Jey Uso versus Judgment Day or Finn Balor Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and J.D. McDonough. Now that's one of your uh, war games matches. Usually they do two. So once we find out what those matches are going to be for Survivor Series, I will keep you in the loop. Um, but that does conclude the Raw review. We will be having Smackdown. Obviously takes place this coming Friday. And that which now I know that that's as far as I know, I'm not sure if it was SmackDown previous or whether it was this one, but I know that they've pre-recorded one of the episodes of SmackDown. Um so it might have been this week's one, but we will know very soon, as I say, to what's happening this week on SmackDown. Once we do, I will go over a SmackDown review and that once I see what happens from that, and I will pre I will review that 
along with next Monday's Raw as well. So you're talking roughly about Tuesday. I will come on and do a recording which will go out somewhere between the Tuesday and the Wednesday, which will be the new um, days for the Golden Nuggets podcast to come out on. As I normally would have it set up to come out on Thursday. But the only reason why I'm changing the days is because I feel like there's going to be some specials going to be done again in the in the near future and also some interviews coming up as well in the near future too and uh, which will be announced in due course and that and some will be kept top secret and um, as i'm working on some things behind the scenes here at the golden nugget and um, i have a concept of an idea as well which i'm kind of looking at potentially doing as well don't know whether to do it as a segment on this podcast as such or whether to have it as a as another episodic kind of thing going forward to give people more kind of content to possibly listen to along with that now subjects that i have in mind for this so what i have suggested to myself and <laughs> um, so obviously we have the podcast which is obviously the golden nugget and it's football and wrestling chat so going forward with topical sort of you know uh, episodes as such i was looking at calling this either the golden corner or there was another name that I was going to give it to and that which would be quite ideal for it but I will leave that until I've decided what I'm actually going to call this and that but what it's going to be based on it's going to be based on a top five championship belts so that's got that now this is dating back to like the yesteryear as well as like to up the now as in the design and things like that it's not about who holds them it's not about who hold who's held the titles it's about their, their design and what the top five sort of designs of that kind of belt or the equivalent to that belt would be so if you have suggestions of what you would like to discuss around with regards to that let me know on all of my socials which will be stated on these podcasts so you've got rob gold on facebook you've got uh, rob gold on twitter slash x and you have also got on instagram as robert the great or if you search for the name robert or it'll still be there but i go by rob gold on like of facebook and the rest of it twitter x tiktok things like that i have mess you know messages are open emails open as well if you want to get through to me through email the email address are for rko1984 you can send in any kind of suggestion that you think that you may have for maybe a top five and um, whether it's belt related um, whether it's like top five matches um, and things like that and we will look over that as well now I am going to try and see if I can do polls through social media to discuss certain aspects of the podcast going forward as to is there anything else that people would like me to talk about regarding whether it's football or whether it's wrestling related activities because this podcast it's not just for me to do but it's for you guys to listen to as well and i want to give something back to those who who do listen and i want people to come in with ideas and suggestions and questions and you know pointers or anything that they think that might you know might sort of you know not not boost the podcast or anything but just kind of like give you know for to give me something else 
to talk about that you want that you want to talk about that you want you know my opinion on or anything else like that um and stuff so again those social medias and things like that will be posted on the podcast at the bottom of the description on each whether it's spotify or amazon they will both be available on that and they'll be both available once this uh podcast gets put out so like i say if this podcast goes out this evening which i'm hoping it will so if it goes out if i'm going to be uploading it say just before seven you're probably talking about half seven or so just or just before that by the time it actually goes goes out on the likes of spotify and amazon but again everything will be listed at the bottom of this episode and folks that does conclude this episode of the golden nugget of the football and wrestling chat podcast i have been rob gold and again if there's one thing that you don't already do that i would like you to do for me and that is to acknowledge me folks enjoy your evening take care god bless acknowledge